Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everyone. It's Marcos Villegas. And in today's podcast, we get into the comments Floyd Mayweather made following Javonta Davis's knockout win over Mario Barros, in which he stated Davis will only fight fighters in the PBC stable. Now, are these comments good for the sport? Or do they make people turn away from the sport of boxing? I discussed this with our fight of contributor, Marcus Hayes, as we also touch on Vasily Lomachenko's spectacular return to the ring and much more. We're going to get into the, the fights because, yeah, I, I think the question that I posed in the title of this live chat has a, a few people kind of irked. And, and rightfully so. I, yeah. I, I think, you know, I, I've been reading through the comments. I, I you know, they bring in valid points. And it, I, I think a part of it does highlight some of the things that are wrong with the sport. But also as well, uh, I, I think they're following a plan that the people that uh, manage tank, uh, a plan that's worked for Floyd, the plan yeah. that's worked for their other fighters, uh, yeah. something that other promoters have done. Uh, as well so you know I, I i could see the other side but before we get to that just want to go ahead and tell everybody uh please like share and subscribe if this is the first yeah. time you guys are joining us i think we're gonna do something a little bit different marcus i i think we're gonna get to the comments first and then okay. we'll go ahead and, and give our takes on uh everything but uh let me go ahead and uh put some of the uh your comments on here already. We're, usually, we reserve this for a little bit later in the show because me and Marcus uh, sound off on uh, like it, bro. Let's do it. topics. But let, let's go ahead and, and dive it. in. So, if you guys want your comments uh, read right now, uh, go ahead and, and put your comments. We'll try to answer them uh, as quickly as we can. Octavio Dominguez, at least undisputed at one thirty, he wouldn't have been pound for pound two years ago and undisputed last year. Does uh, is the one thirty? Does PBC have all the champions at one thirty? Mm. I'm not too sure about that. I don't think right? so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Oh, Sh Shakur is a, uh, is Shakur champion at 130? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely not undisputed then, because I I wouldn't see them trying to make a fight with the top ranked guy unless there's huge money, and I don't think uh, Shakur at the very least is at that level yet. Um, Tank, we haven't seen the pay per view numbers, but uh, I would imagine you know it's the second time pay per view, you know. Little by little, he's climbing up. You know, it, it, rarely do you headline a pay-per-view and you get huge numbers right away. Um, I, I think Jake Paul is is someone who has skewed that, but he, he already had a huge name uh, coming in. Dio, title, title is facts. And, and the title of this is, you know, with what Floyd said, Gervonta Davis only fighting PBC fighters for the foreseeable future. Is that something that turns boxing fans away like mentioned uh marcus i'm gonna get your take on this but let's go ahead and uh get some of these comments and kevin morales what's up man thank you for the comment sad to see tank in a situation like terrence crawford he can't get big fights because floyd is stopping him but hopefully tank gets out before it's too late i highly doubt tank's gonna leave pbc no. and, and yeah no. it's, it's, 
like so say aware. say what you want. Say, say what aware. you want. The, the, the say what you want. Like, well, no, no, not even that. The, say what you want. Like the criticism uh, on that with what they're doing, they're still the best paid side in boxing. So, like, why are you going to leave an employer that pays you the most? Like, it, you know, it doesn't make any sense. All yeah. fighters strive to be the best they can be. Undefeated is a highly coveted distinction only held by the best fighters. Um, that's mm. not true, man. Sugar Ray Leonard lost. Hagler had a loss, and he was considered, you know, one of the best. Um, Absolutely. You, you only era. can name one fighter. Um, you know, you're, you can only name a handful of guys that retired undefeated. I won't say one, but you can name a handful of guys, uh, you know, and take out people dying un untimely deaths. You know, it's, it gets even smaller. Uh, if you take out Rocky Marciano and the late uh, Salvador Sanchez, um, you know, it's just undefeated. Sounds good. It, it looks sexy. It's sexy when the when Jimmy Lennon Jr. is saying it. But, you know, look, man, there's there's somebody for everybody. So the undefeated thing may be a little overrated. Floyd got to protect his investment, says mm -hmm. uh, ignorant boxing. And you know what you touched on, Marcus, is something I think um, that we're going to touch on. Uh, a little bit later with that because it, it, it does fall. There, there's a reason why undefeated records are so rare. And obviously one of them is, you know, a guy like Floyd was so freaking good in his prime that, that he was special. But if you look at the history of boxing, certain guys did certain things with other fighters that we don't see very often uh, now currently because of uh, the recent business of, of boxing. But we'll touch on that a little bit later as, uh, we get to more of um, your guys' comments. And I realized, you know, I, I saw a fan in there saying that Marciano, Marciano did die years after his, quote, retirement from boxing. But in that era, it wasn't uncommon for guys to come out for, quote, bigger fights. Uh, no telling what could have happened. That's what I mean. So, yeah, he did retire undefeated. But, you know, there was a lot of life left for him. He was cut down as a young. He was young still. So. All right. We got our first super chat. Thank you so much, Danny. Appreciate that. If you guys want to get. Danny. uh your, your comment read right away or just support the channel, uh, go ahead and leave a super chat. Danny, what's up, man? Is Mayweather's comments regarding Tank being based on knowledge gained from his fighting career that fans don't want, won't understand a valid excuse? Uh, how do you interpret that, Marcus? Um, let me read this again. <clears throat> based on knowledge gained from his fighting career that fans don't, won't understand is a valid excuse? Um, hmm. You know, look, if he's advising, if he's advising Tank's career, um, I honestly, I don't think that he's done a bad job over the last couple of fights with Tank. We can say that these were not big fights, but it's the fight of the weekend. It, I mean, this was one of the best fights of the year. And then you go back off of the fight with Leo Santa Cruz. I mean, he's being moved. Uh, he's being moved well. And Mayweather definitely is using the knowledge that he already knows. Um it's just kind of strange at the weight that he's at that he's only going to stick with PBC guys. We'll see how that turns out. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do a deeper dive on that. But uh, you know, <laughs> the question is a little the question is a little difficult though. Yeah, yeah, it, it, you know, he's basing it on how he moved. I think the the second part of his career, but I think sometimes when he advises his guys, he even forgets the guys that he fought to get to the position that he got to in his second part of his career. It's like, bro, you fought everyone <laughs> like uh, why, don't, absolutely. why don't you you know tell your guys to fight everybody when they get to a certain point and then be like that but 
um, that that goes into the further point that I'm going to get into uh, as uh, we pick some of your guys' comments over here. Let's see here. Um, say Manny Pacquiao is one of the only true fighters that only fights the best. Not many in the sport do that. Yeah, props to Manny for fighting uh, Errol Spence, man. Jesus. Uh, though you see that lawsuit or coming out against Manny? Yeah, you know, man, Conor McGregor just needs to stop it, man. I no, mean, it's not Conor. It's it's that Audi guy. That's Conor's manager. Yeah, I mean, whatever it is, whatever's coming out of this camp, man. Um, like Manny said, I'm, I'm I mean, I'm hoping that it doesn't have any bearing on the fight. Uh, you know, get out of the way, man. Nobody wants to see you guys or anything. Let's let's. Well, there's uh, a good fight coming up. I think they're saying that because he had a contract with that management company, and that management company had a deal practically in place for a, a Mikey Garcia fight. Mm-hmm. That when they were, I guess Manny messed up the contract, spining, uh, spining, signing this Errol Spence uh, fight. But honestly, dude. An Harold Spence fight is a way better fight than a Mikey Garcia fight. Even though a Mikey Absolutely. Garcia fight is a great fight, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a bigger fight, a better fight, and mm-hmm. it does better on TV. Get, you know, we've he's gonna fight yeah, the guy that beat Mikey Garcia, and he beat yeah, Mikey right. Garcia there's easily. No, there's no reason at all for uh, Mikey Garcia to be stepping in front of Errol Spence Jr. Uh, to be fighting Manny Pacquiao. That would make no sense at all. In fact, um, Manny, I mean, uh, Mikey's PR people might need to be looking into that because if something like that, it's a very outside chance. But if something like that were to happen, he'd lose a lot of fans, man. Absolutely. Yeah, because we want to see the Spence fight. Absolutely. At the end of the year, obviously, very unlikely. Tank versus Regis would be exciting. Uh, Regis Progress uh, did a little Instagram video wanting that fight. Mm-hmm. Regis talked to me about fighting Mikey, so we might see him and Mikey, but yeah, him and that. Tank at 140, I, I could see them taking that fight because Regis is kind of a smaller 140. See, the only thing I'm thinking is that uh, in the upward trajectory that it looks like they're trying to have with Tank's career, I'm I'm trying to think what benefit it is to fight Regis Progray at this point at 140. Uh, Regis is without a belt. Um, and it looks like that he Mayweather and Leonard Ellaby and, and Al Heyman. It looks like they're trying to position themselves uh, to get a transcontinental fight, man, where they're they look like they're trying to jump into the Josh Taylor sweepstakes. And that would be a huge UK versus USA fight, man. That'd be a great fight with all the bad blood that's been boiling around with Wilder and Fury and the talk that's been shot across the pond the last couple of years at a low weight, man. That'd be a great fight. I don't think that's going to happen with Taylor. Uh, Leonard said that he Tank's not campaigning at 140. That uh, that that was a uh, that fight made sense to go to 140, mm-hmm. and that uh, he you know he's probably going to drop back down. But no, I'm with you, bro. I want to see that Josh Taylor fight. And, and you know what? You're bringing up something that I think kind of um, I didn't agree with. And, and you know what? They they might be watching this. You know, I, I get along with Leonard. I have a lot of respect for Leonard, and um, I just want to put that out there that we're allowed to disagree but disagree respectfully. And I disagree respectfully with what he said uh, in the week. I understand that they're in it for big, attractive fights that make a lot of money. That makes sense. I get it. Uh, they're business people. And at the end of the day, you know, the fighters are going into this to, to make as much money as, as they possibly can. Absolutely. Him being a promoter. I get it. They want to put tank in fights. That'll sell. That'll make a, a lot of freaking money. Josh Taylor doesn't have a big name here in the United States. Mm -hmm. I get it. 
He's not a U.S. fighter, okay? He sells out in the U.K. So when he said, like, hey, Josh can't sell out an arena over here in the U- uh, in the U.S., they mm-hmm. put him in an arena with uh, Jose Ramirez that only sold a, a couple thousand seats. I was like, whoa, 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 wait a second. One, the U.K. people couldn't travel over here because of COVID. You know those Absolutely. UK UK people travel. You barely they, they even had anybody guy. here for him. That would not have been the case had uh, had COVID restrictions been lifted. No way. Yeah, the stadium would have been packed. It would have. They could have gone to a bigger stadium. They would have had more guys there. Uh, the, the other thing is, I know Tank fought in the UK years back, but take him over to the UK. See, see, see what happens if he's able to sell out the way. Uh, Josh Taylor's able to set out. He, he sold out an arena right now at 16,000, which is amazing, which is great. He's one yes. of the few fighters that is able to do that. I think Canelo, uh, Manny, uh, who else? Uh, Tank, or, or off the top of my head, or, or some of the f- uh, Terrence in, in his hometown, or some of the few guys that could sell out arenas. That's awesome. That's great. Props uh, to him uh, for doing that because Tank is, is can't miss TV. Like, right. honestly, like, regardless of what you guys say about. And it's well, just getting bigger. Regardless of what people say, he doesn't fight the guys he's supposed to. He hasn't fought anybody good. He only fights guys that he's supposed to win at. Dude's exciting. We all want to watch him because he he puts on a show, he throws down, and he knocks people out. And that's the most important thing to grab the casual fan base is when a fighter knocks the F out of the other guy. That's how guys like Golovkin got popular. That's guys like Manny Pacquiao got popular. That's how guys like Mike Tyson got popular. We love guys that knock the crap out of people. We just love it. That's what we want to see in a fight. Absolutely. But but Leonard said that he, he felt that Taylor didn't offer anything to tank. And the first thing that popped to my mind was, what are you talking about? undisputed is nothing to be offered like what do you mean by that all the belts at 140 like that that only makes tank greater and honestly people might think i'm crazy but i like tank in that josh taylor fight Mm -hmm. there's some things that he's given up no but there's some advantages that he's given up obviously but josh taylor gets freaking hit a lot also you know and i just sat there and thinking i'm like the biggest offering there is undisputed. That that's what you want your guy to aspire to. That's what makes him great. That that's what punches his ticket into the Hall of Fame. You know, uh, uh, accomplishments. At the end of the day, uh, I don't know. In terms of like Hall of Fame, when your ballots in, they don't look at how many tickets you sold. They look at how many titles you won, how many divisions you conquered. What your right. record was and who you fought, not not you right. know how much and money you left. Your resume is. I mean, when we're talking about the Hall of Fame, man, um, where we are talking about, and this may surprise some people, but we are talking about Hall of Fame uh, resume. Uh, a little bullet point on Tank's resume. Tank is one of only now one of only two other guys that has held uh, championships. And three different weight classes simultaneously. All right, let's stop there real quick, bro. We got Yair. What's up? Yair. Yair, what's up, man? Yair's in Mexico. We hope he's he's having a good time in Mexico. He's on vacation, been grinding uh, really hard for us. Uh, yeah, but sure. you know what, Marcus? Um, this was another thing that I kind of struggled with the the whole calling Tank a three division world champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, on one end, he's working within the confines of the system. The system allows for all these weird freaking belts uh, and because the other guys working within the confines of the system yeah, too. and so and he, he won a title so, so, 
so so technically, yeah, he is a three division world champion. Just like mm-hmm. when Canelo beat Rocky Fielding, he mm-hmm. was considered a three division world champion. But I gave him crap for that. Uh, a lot of people gave him crap for that. Uh-huh. On the other hand, it does kind of irk boxing fans, I think, when they call him a three division champ now because there is an undisputed champ at 140. And we know when there's an undisputed champ, there's only one guy. One guy. Absolutely. If you don't beat that one guy, you can't call yourself the champ. So yeah, it, it's it's difficult there. You know, and and yes, that's crazy. And there there's a lot of titles out there, but you know, the kid does jump into rare air with this victory on Saturday night. I mean, he becomes the third uh, person in boxing history uh, after Canelo Alvarez and the late uh, Henry uh, Armstrong. I mean. But should, who, should there be who, an asterisk over that title? The, the, should there be an asterisk over Canelo's title then? I mean, well, both Canelo of them beat, wait, 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 but, but, Canelo, but Canelo beat Callum Smith, who was the number one ranked on ring. And we, and and we understand that, but you just put them in the same group, though, Marcos. You just put them in the same group as far as they played the system a little bit. Listen, let's go here. Barrios was a way harder fight than Callum Smith. Please, you can't even mention Barrios and Callum Smith in the same sentence at all. Those fights were he had to walk through fire versus a young Barrios, where as soon as Callum Smith saw Canelo walk into the ring, he was ready to crawl underneath the rope. It looked like he did not come to fight. He didn't look like the Callum Smith that the UK fans and you can see it in their irritation. So, yeah, I will say that if you want to do anything, you got to legitimize uh, Tank's victory and it's boxing's fault for having so many titles. Let's clean it up. Period. But with you saying that, let's clean it up. Should I don't know. Should should there be an asterisk there? No. 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 People can go back in history and look and they can say, hey, he had title, he had the title, and that's what it was. Period. What it I mean, was. Barrios was recognized when, when Barrios when Barrios got in and they announced him, Barrios had the belt. Period. He's working within the confines of the system, but period. Obviously, the system's broken, man, because in, in other sports, it's been broken. It wouldn't work like that, um, which which gets us to um, what Floyd said um, in, in the title of this. Floyd saying that, hey, yeah. Tank Davis is just going to fight in-house PBC fighters. Um, why am I going to go ahead and make other fighters, other organizations great off the name of Tank Davis? Uh, when we could all keep it in house, mm-hmm. bad take, <sighs> in my opinion. And look, mm-hmm. I respect Floyd. I, you know, but I think it's a bad take, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'll tell you why. Not because I think because overall, we're finally getting to a point. Look how many undisputed champions um, we've we're about to get or potentially could get this year. This is, I don't think there's ever been a time where we've had a chance to get so many undisputed champions in one division. Mm-hmm. This is freaking great for the sport because there's no confusion. We know exactly who the champion is. Right. Casual fans could come in and be like, this guy's number one. This guy's the champ. It's great for the sport. So when Floyd said, why are we going to make other, other people great? Like at the name of tank. And I, like, I, when I heard that, I was like, this is your guys' chance to make Tank great because Tank can beat a lot of those guys, and it makes Tank's name a lot bigger. It makes Tank's 
name out in the media more and it makes T tank's resume that much greater and i think that's the main reason why a lot of fans get fed up with boxing is we they hear stuff like that no we're not going to have him fight the, the guys that you want to see him fight we're going to have him fight the guys that we want him to fight and it's like bro we want to see him fight ryan we want to see him fight devin we want to see him fight uh tail we want to see him fight all these other guys those are the fights we want barrios was a game fighter man great fight showed great Absolutely. heart but Absolutely. those guys that i i listed are the ones we want to want to see him fight we want to see him fight lomachenko who looked freaking phenomenal uh over the weekend we'll touch on that but Absolutely. yeah man it's just like uh this is why people get angry about boxing you know you know, I think that, um, yeah, definitely is a frustrating comment, but it's a comment. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's a comment. It's a comment that he made after the fight. I'm sure that if the money looked right, uh, they decide to look wherever the money was. Um, I don't, we'll have to wait and see exactly what they do, right? Honestly, we'll just have to wait and see what they do. Um, when you when you when you start limiting your opponent pool, it may I know that it, it frustrates the fans. It's frustrating me also, but I'm not gonna really move on it until we see what happens. Period. Well, he's That's he's already saying what's gonna he's already saying what's gonna happen. It's only gonna be PBC guys. Like I I, I get it, and I know I, I I get it because some of you guys said in the chat earlier, well, Marcos, why aren't you bringing up the top rank thing? I I'm saying that. I mean, top rank did it. Kind of doing hold, on, hold on, Marcus. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Top rank did it and we gave them ish about it they did it with manny they did it with bradley they did it with a bunch of other fighters and they got ish for it they got crap for it all right so why would it not be different when it's on this that side doing the same thing doesn't matter what side it's done on that's not how sports should be be done especially boxing like if you're doing it for the good of the sport you need to have these guys fight the guys we want them to see because it clears up a lot of confusion and this issue has been going on for too long in boxing this is why people go and watch the ufc because the ufc has a clear number one and the ufc has number one number two number three number four number five number six every other sport one versus two every other sport except boxing and that's just contributing to the problem we have a genuine opportunity to start kind of clearing up some of the model, muddled waters finally with these undisputed fights. And, and that's not we, what we as fans want to hear from one of the most exciting fighters in boxing right now. You know, yeah, when we when we when we look at it that way, but you got to think of it from their standpoint also. I mean, each each faction is trying to take over their own sect of boxing and control the belts. I mean, this is a a game of risk if you will this okay, is okay but but what, what you said control the belts like that that's the other thing is just fight the best if you if you're that confident your guy have him fight the best you're gonna get all the belts you know and there's there's no way you can't force a promoter that doesn't want one guy to fight the next guy for the things that happen i mean these are problems that are plaguing boxing but to be truthful i mean how do, how do you get around it? There's no other way to get around it. Once the, the way the way promoter, to get around it, though, the way to get around it is, is the promoters have to stop with that thinking and make the fights that people want to see. Make these fights that that's you know that that's the way to get around it. Like the the whole that whole you know thinking of got to protect the O, 
got to make as much money as we can fighting guys that we don't want them to see. Like that has to stop because like, look, look what's happened with boxing in the last 20, 25 years. Right. You know, you hear people all the time. Boxing used to be good. The best used to fight the best. Da, 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 da. And they start going and they start saying why, you know, the era of Leonard and, and Ali and, and, and all those decades prior were so great. Why were they so great, Marcus? Because everybody fought everybody. Thank but, you. Thank but, you. But here's everybody the, but fought here's everybody. The, but here's the thing. I think, see, again, man, we're complaining as boxing fans, but you look at other divisions. 122, the guys are mixing it up. 154, the guys are mixing it up. Uh, things are starting to change. But in the big money divisions, they still are uh, ruled by the promoters, man. But I think that the tide may be changing. We just got to wait and see. I don't know. When I hear stuff like that from one of the most biggest and influential figures in boxing, like I just don't, you know, I just like, okay, we're back to just, we're back to this again. You know, it's like, yeah, it's great, rough. man. It's you rough. Know? Yeah, great. It's rough. You know, but I'm oh. still, I'm still going to watch, man. I'm still going to watch top rank fights and I'm still going to watch PBC fights. I'm still going to watch boxing, period. So, I mean, I'm hoping for the best, but hey, I'm paying for what's there, being honest. I'm just a fan, says Mr. Panch. <laughs> That's a weird freaking name. Like, I don't I get flagged for saying that. I just want the best fights available. Yeah, we all want the best fights. We want to see the, the best fight, the freaking best. Look at that. UFC is the best. Uh, UFC, the best fights, the best. MMA has taken a lot of eyeballs away from boxing. That's true, bro. That's true. Okay. It sucks because I I, I think we have a, a richer sport. A more um, no, history-laden sport. Yeah. Boxing, and it does. All those things that you say are still relevant to boxing. We're just talking about what event is watched on television, man. That's it. Like, this is, you know, you, you UFC is a young league. Boxing is so much more advanced. And, uh, I mean, yeah, UFC is a good model. If you like UFC, watch UFC. But what you really want to see is the two best fighters uh, boxers standing toe to toe. That's what well, we want to see them fight each other. Heart. That's what we want. And they're fighting each other. Fighting That's each what's other. really in your heart. That's what's always been driving boxing. That's what's going to drive boxing. We'll get things, big fights. We may not get them all, but we'll get them. Juan uh, says things aren't changing. Hayes. That's the only reason UFC got bigger than boxing because of what boxing wasn't doing, and it'll continue that way. No man, UFC offers a different. UFC offers a different. Uh, plate uh for fans to pick off of some guys are and gals like jujitsu and elbows and muay thai and they want to see these things combined not everybody is just a pure boxing fan ufc offers something different it's a different sport with punching but it's a different sport but so, but you know what i i have heard from people that are mma fans mm -hmm. and you'll be surprised how many of them were boxing fans and, and from my years of covering the UFC, there's a lot of former boxing people in that sport, and they all have gravitated towards that sport uh -huh. because of the best consistently fighting. Okay, so but out of that group of people, how many of them don't watch at all? None of them. They all don't watch. Um, they all watch one or two fights a year, yep. three or yep. four. Yep. They, they may do. have fallen back into from the hardcore to the more casual realm, but these folks are still watching boxing. We're making it sound like people are just jettisoning boxing and just watching UFC. It's not true. 
But we need those guys back, not as casual, but watching all boxing all the time, though. You know, things are, and I things are picking up, man. I think the only way we get that, man, is is we got to consistently push for like, hey, man, like we want the best fighting the best all the time. Like we want, you know, these these fights that we're calling for. Not not you know this guy against the number ten, this guy against the number eight. Uh, what rep it? Ryan should follow Tank Blueprint until age twenty six. Uh, didn't hasn't Ryan said that he, he wants to retire by age 26? I, I yeah, he I did something, something like that, that, right? Yeah, he said something like that. He wanted to retire, and it was one of those young 20s, 26, summer 26, 28, somewhere around that area. Tank is the real deal, like Oscar said. He is. And, and man, so with this Barrios fight, a few things. One, um, damn, that, that power carried over, right? Yeah. Dude, like mm-hmm. I said, people have told me, um, that tank spars consist with, with bigger guys and, and, and he messes them up. And I think that uh, showed that, you know, his power is not normal power. Like tanks power is special power. The yeah. other thing, dang tank was, was down in the fight up until that, not those two knockdowns. Mm, you know what, man? Um, absolutely. Absolutely. From, from what it looked like, from what it looked like he was down in the in the fight, man. But I had him down was, on my scorecard. No, I had him down. No, absolutely. And I'm not saying that I didn't have him down. I mean, uh watching a fight with friends and family, man, we had him down at one point looked like five to one. But when I looked at the scorecards, Marcos, when the scorecard, the official scorecards came out, bro, you had 97-91 for Davis, right? And then a pair of 96 to 92s for Davis. So he was on his way to winning a unanimous decision. Well, yeah, because because of, of the knockdowns. But you look at the ninety-seven, ninety-one. I thought that that was a little wild. The ninety-seven, ninety-one was so that meant that they gave him some of the earlier rounds, man. And when we look back at it, in the first four rounds, he only landed eleven punches, bro. That's like, how does he win any of the first four rounds with landing eleven punches? I, I don't know. Got some of those Chavez Junior refs or <laughs> judges over there in Atlanta. Man, but it's a trip. It's a trip because, you know, after the first four rounds and only landing 11 punches, bro, in the next six and a half rounds, he lands 85 punches and scores three knockdowns to ultimately uh, bust the fight open and end it. It's amazing. Yeah, that power is the truth, man. Um, But I I think it it did show Mm -hmm. that Tank is vulnerable at the higher weight classes because he did get touched a lot by uh barrios and, and i don't consider barrios a a crazy knockout puncher he's not a knockout puncher uh he has decent power for the weight but mm-hmm. i think you know with the bigger elite guys there there can be some trouble there i'm not saying tank wouldn't beat those guys but i think that's what makes it so interesting uh and I would love to see because how how Tank would be able to adjust and do something like he did against Barrios because you know he he had to pull something out big and he did. Um, Absolutely. When when Floyd told him in the corner like, "Hey, bro, you're losing. Like you're you're down unofficially," you know, and, and Tank mm-hmm. turned it up. And, and I think that's what would be with fights at 140 because they said that, he, that they don't want him campaigning at 140, but. I think that's what would make the fights even more attractive is, is knowing that, hey, Tank is a little vulnerable. He's giving up 
some advantages by moving up in weight because he's smaller, uh, yes. shorter reach. And I think that's why fights at 140 would be so much more interesting because of that. Yeah, man. I mean, it is it is kind of hard to for me to think of him uh, staying at 140. You know, I mean, you look at all these big guys uh, that are campaigning at 40. You just look at him versus Barrios, man. That was a huge Mario Barrios was much bigger than him in pretty much every way. But stat wise. Right. Um, it, it shows, man, the guy's got a lot of heart, man. Um, both guys had a lot of heart. But I like to get to this this chat down here, man, from Float Logic, and it says the UFC is a promotional company with a current monopoly on its sport. We didn't get to see Fedor Emelianenko fighting UFC's heavyweights because he couldn't. Man, right? that's a shame, bro. Because I loved Fedor, and, and mm -hmm. you know what? This actually touches a nerve with me because there's so yeah, much revision. He has fights that didn't happen too, bro. They well, do well, that didn't yeah, happen. some fights, some fights, but for the most part, they made the fights that were supposed to be made with the exception of Fedor uh, and, and, and Anderson Silva versus and George uh, St. Pierre. ESP, absolutely. And, and George St. Pierre. And, well, it was already past his prime, but Saint, and Habib made the decision to go ahead and, uh, and retire. But cause there's so much revisionist history with Fedor say, uh, just dismissing his accomplishments and, and what he's done uh, by these freaking newbie fans saying that, oh, DC is the greatest heavyweight champion. Oh, Stipe is the greatest heavyweight champion. Right. Get the F out of here with that stuff, man. If you really followed MMA from the early days, you know that Fedor was undefeated up until he fought Werdum, fighting the best heavyweights consistently. And no other heavyweight in MMA history had such a dominant run against the top heavyweights for as such a long time as Fedor did. It, it, the UFC's heavy division was garbage when Fedor was in pride. The champion was Tim freaking Sylvia. Tim Sylvia. That that tells you, you know, the death of, of, of what they had uh, back then, you know. Um, but that, you know, UFC doesn't like co-promoting. They, they've only done it once, and that was with Floyd and, and McGregor because there was so much money at stake. And they brought pride back to make UFC and Chuck, too. Yeah, yeah. Can't remember that. Yeah, so yeah. Good. They did. They, they took Chuck over there thinking that, you know, it would uh, – it would pay off for them, and then uh, Chuck got his ass kicked by uh, yeah, was it? buddy. Uh, it was a uh, rampage, right? Yeah, absolutely. It was yeah, rampage. yeah, yeah, rampage because he, he beat Overeem. Yeah, uh, he yeah, got yeah. murked. Yeah, Overeem did get murked, but Overeem was yeah. can't take punches. Um, I don't want to say he can't take punches, but he's vulnerable. He's vulnerable. What's up, John? What's going on? Uh, Tank had to take a risk to get closer to the largest fighter. That's why I feel he got more. Yeah, bro. Uh, the reach Mario had a huge reach advantage over him. Absolutely, man. And I mean, you look at Mario Barrios. Their their punch stats were strikingly similar, man. They were really close. And you know, if if you go back to their punch, the the total punches, man. You got uh, Tank Davis was ninety six for two ninety six, right? Uh, at a rate of thirty two percent, and Barrios was ninety three for three ninety four. Uh, you know, he threw almost a hundred more punches than Tank did, man, but landed less. I mean, he he you're right. He he did get close and he made Barrio miss a lot. 
in the back half of the fight. And that was ultimately the difference in the bout, man, was his his moving forward and his defense, man. Hats off to him. It was a great performance. Well, no yeah, yeah that, that was the only way to nullify that reach was he, he had to walk in with a high guard and again, knowing like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to have to take Barrios some of and look, Barrios fired everything. Barrio fired everything to keep him off of him. I mean, he fired up everything to keep him off. He just couldn't, you know, and, and when he started landing those sneaky body shots, he landed several body shots throughout the fight. I think, you know, it was a smart game plan, man, but he did have to change his game plan. Yeah, he did. And, that you know, that was a big thing that when looking at this fight, and, and I'm sure you know if if you were part of Tank's team, knowing like okay, you know Barrios has a longer reach, he's gonna try to keep you at the end of his punches, gonna try to keep distance. We gotta cut, we gotta cut that distance off. We gotta be able to work him on the inside and land, not just whatever punches, but land punches that count that are gonna hurt him uh, and, and put him in, in a, a position that gives you better opportunities to land. You know, the punches that you need to land. The fight game. Thank you for uh, the pounds there. Great listening, Marcos. Keep up the great work. Appreciate it. You guys, this is the first time uh, tuning in to us. Uh, we normally do this on Mondays at 535, but because of the European Championships and me finally getting some time off, um, uh, you know, yesterday didn't work too well because yesterday was a crazy freaking game or games. Um for the European Championships today was a crazy. Have you been? Do you watch soccer at all, Marcus? Uh, unfortunately, not really, mate. Bro, you've been missing out on what's been a crazy freaking tournament uh, for the UEFA Euros. Uh, Ralph in the house. What's up, Ralph? What's going on, Carnal? Um, just crazy goal scoring games. England beat Germany today, two nil. Ukraine against Sweden, which was nuts ukraine equalizing in the last minute of the game when i when i believe it, it, it was one one yesterday we had what 14 goals in, in the games like this tournament has been freaking nuts it's funny i, I took off the last world cup i took I, I disappeared for three weeks like promoters were calling me like hey please come to our event and da, da, da. i was like nah uh -uh. like kick rocks i'm like i'm watching this like when it comes to international wow. soccer for like the the tournaments the important tournaments, I disappear, bro. I disappear. Wow. Wow. You know, yeah, bro. yeah, you know what, man? When I was in Germany, I remember the World Cup when they I was out in Germany when they won it. And I uh, remember that was uh two thousand twenty one and no no, no before okay, so before that. Before that was the two thousand and six World Cup where they placed third place. So, so, you know, I remember what that was like, you know, watching their national pride or whatever, to be honest, man. I mean, it's just never been my thing, bro. I, I you know, mm, I play FIFA, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I play some FIFA, mate. That's pretty much it, dog. <laughs> uh, for, for you guys that are here internationally, is it coming home? England looks like they have a great chance to make it to the finals. Um, but I think that Denmark is the dark horse of that bracket. I've uh, been watching them play in the group stages, and they've been playing really, really well. Uh, this Friday and Saturday are the round of eight games. You got uh, Italy uh, going up against, uh, I believe, uh, Switzerland. And then, I don't know, I, I got to see the bracket. Uh, but, bro, you, you tune in for the games, dude. Like, they, they've been crazy freaking do the games come on? Do the games come on, like, during work? Yeah, they do. They yeah, do. 
Today's I game was that. at 9 a.m. and the other one yeah, was at nah, I got Yeah, I got stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> you can text me. Look, text me the highlights, broski, so I can catch up, homie. But well, well there's the uh, Saturday. Saturday, there's two games, uh, 9 a.m. and 12 a.m. Uh, I mean, uh, 12 p.m. Uh, England versus uh, Ukraine. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a really good one. Italy yeah, versus nine, Belgium. Nine Friday. There we go. 9 a.m. on Saturday is pool time. Uh, we'll be at the pool. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's crazy that you mentioned that. I know some of you guys are like, go, go back to boxing, go back to boxing. We will, we will. Uh, but it's crazy that you mentioned the 2006 World Cup because I, I saw a documentary um, that interviewed a lot of Germans, a lot of old Germans that uh, mm -hmm. were alive during the Nazi regime and then after. And they had said that uh, because of World War II, they lost a lot of their national pride because they were ashamed uh, of what happened. Wow. And, wow. and they said that uh, they they that kind of carried over to their kids and their grandkids, um, not really showing you know national hype. And then especially with the split of East and West Germany, uh, with one side being communist and and the other uh, being pro Western, that there wasn't a lot of national pride because of, of the history of Germany. And when it came to that World Cup, they had mentioned that that really mended the divide because even then they were saying that there was still a lot of uh, a lot of uh, looking down on people that were from East Germany and, and, and not a lot of inclusion uh, from the East Germans. And they said that the 2006 World Cup really brought that country together, where it was the first time they saw people waving uh, German flags. And being united uh, for the first time since they could really remember. So it's crazy that you got to see that because I think that documentary highlighted what you were talking about because they had mentioned that that was the first time that that was actually people were out and about in the streets like with German flags and really going ahead and parading that. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, they're – they made some serious miscalculations that led to uh, them having to rebuild their country. Um, it just goes to show, man, when you let a bad leader uh, step in front of uh, good people that know better, man, you could lose everything. So I think that, you know, and having having lots of friends, man, having lived in Germany and Mannheim for some years, for some years, man, um, you know, you, you learn that these people do, they do carry some sort of, burden you know the young guys that are that are my age i have uh quite a bit of friends man i play for a football team in germany a uh, tackle football team in germany actually called the weinheim longhorns uh, you guys should look it up it's an american uh football league uh it's some good ball going on over there man they're not very good you know what i'm saying but it was a good chance to get close to a lot of german guys man and you know learn about what they were dealing with but you know i'm american man so you know, they were on the other side of that battle for sure. Brother, the, the, the one thing, though, that I'll give it to them, uh, I, you know, all the, you know, the football fans in general, because I, I like to label it as football, football, uh, is that their fans freaking dwarf anything that we have as American fans for any sports, dude. Because uh, did, when you were over there in Germany, did you have a chance to go to any pro football games? No. No? Man, you missed out there, man. Even being even being that close, man. I mean, I got a chance to go to like Hockenheim and go to the races. You know what I'm saying? That was cool. I got a chance to go to Oktoberfest uh, before they banned oh, us. Man. You know what I mean? But as I'm far jealous, as jealous, bro. I've always yeah. wanted to go to Oktoberfest over there. 
But as far as like soccer, bro, it just was never, I've just never been interested, man. No disrespect to soccer. I know that folks are like, it's the oldest sport in the world. It is, but you know, it's, I'm not interested. Sorry. Bro, uh, I think it's my, uh, my mission to at least introduce you <laughs> to some of it because, bro, honestly, like soccer is like. Bro, I can beat you in FIFA though, homie. So <laughs> no, I, I don't even play. Dude. I can beat you I, in FIFA, homie. I swore <laughs> off. I swore off video games the march march of last year at the beginning of the pandemic what? i swore them off because they're a big waste of time bro oh, oh. dude you, you don't you don't grow from it like you could spend three years playing the same video game and what have you gotten out from playing that same video game like Man, what you skills could that, you could say the same thing about having a bad girlfriend <laughs> three years hey, but at least you're getting you some ass from her years. no but still hey what what it say? All ass ain't good ass. Like you know, look, man. No, 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 ass is ass, bro. No, it's not. No, it ain't. No, hey, not. go to child support. Go to the child support office, or go to, or go to, um, go to the the the, the family court services uh, area at nine o'clock at any courthouse, bro. And look, go look at what a piece of ass will get you, buddy. Hey, bro. hey, hey. I'm oh, telling you, your pockets be looking like rabbit ears, nah, homie. Nah, nah, nah. It's you know they they weren't smart about it. No glove, no love, bro. No glove, oh, no love, and you avoid that problem completely. Come on, nah, dog. Man. Come nah. on. That's nah. a whole. That's a whole. That's a whole nother. Right? We could go back on that all day. But yeah, youngsters, hey, stay away, man. Just wait to play. Stay away. Do your homework. Wait to play? No, just just wrap it up. Be smart about it. No man, abstinence, homie. You'll be all right. You Come gotta on, turn. 20, why are you giving them? 30, why are you giving them 40? bad advice? Why are you giving no, the youngsters bad advice? advice? Hey, that's strong advice. Abstinence, homie. Do life. Do homework. Go to football practice. Go to wrestling. Uh, don't don't miss hanging out with your boys in the twelfth grade. Don't do it. Stay away. Nah, nah, right. nah. All I'm saying is this, youngsters. You could do all that, but be smart about it. Just like with anything in life. That's the smartest thing. You wrap it up, you're good to go. There you go. Art, Art's a savage. Look at this guy. Look at Art. Oh, Jeez. come on, mate. Art. Uh. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We're going back to boxing. Back to there boxing. Let's go back to the boxing. Oh, wait, wait. NJP saying abstinence is sacred. <laughs> all right. Hey, uh, Lomachenko, the great over the weekend. Uh, I, I think he, he had he needed to have that performance to get yes. him back uh, in the conversation. He, he just completely washed, dominated, and stopped a very solid, tough, and bigger opponent in Masayoshi Nakatani. Uh, yeah. I, I think he stopped him like in the eighth round. And man, he 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 did something that Teo couldn't do, that all these other guys could could do. And, and you know, I was surprised after the yeah. fight. Teofimo Lopez Sr. was giving Lomachenko props. And I was like, damn, all right. That, 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 for him to give him props, I was like, all right, he, he must have done something, you know? Because you know, I think that, um, like, I saw the video where he was like, when they stopped it and they, they cut to him, and he was like, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. You know, he's got a lot of gamesmanship, man. I know that, you know, he, look, if they get past Cambosis, they gotta go. They gotta get. They gotta give Loma his his get back, man. I think he earned it, man, with the way that he dwarfed Nakatani, and it wasn't like he took 
he took advantage of uh it wasn't like he said, look at Yair coming back. Uh, it wasn't, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sore spot for Marcus here. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a sore spot, homie. It's not a sore spot. Yair, he, look. He, he, bet, he bet everything. He, he bet his pride on, on Chavez Jr. beating Anderson. Hey, man, I can't bet my pride. It's inside, fella. I can't bet my pride. It's inside, my guy. So I, we didn't bet that. But Yair, what did end up happening, man, is he was doing all that. Put Yair's comment back up there, dog. All right, all right. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'll go ahead. Let me, let me find Yair's. There we go. <laughs> man, Yair was talking all that smack the other day. Homie, I got a weird DM from somebody saying that um, they was Chavez Jr.'s people, and they wanted to know how much Yair weighed. So, you know, Yair, they might be an avenue for you to get paid. Playboy with you, Yair, and Chavez Jr., man. It might be Fight Hub versus uh, Chavez Jr. What's happening? I think that might really happen, broski. I got to send this to you, man. <laughs> and then the, the guy that beat Chavez Jr. in the last, uh, I think, like two, three fights ago got knocked out on Sunday by uh, David Morrell, who I don't Absolutely. know how he's a world champion already. Um, yeah. But well, Damn, that, that was impressive. He's on that Lomachenko program. What do you mean? He on that. I had a whole bunch of amateur fights, and now uh, my pro career was going to be sped up. Uh, that looks yeah, like a new but, thing that they're trying to do in boxing. Uh, well, that's the thing. I had never heard of this guy, even in the amateurs. I, I you know, he, it wasn't like he was a gold medalist, uh, Morel. I, I don't know how accomplished he was um, in, in the Cuban amateur system, but that that I think. He showed that he's in the freaking mix. Like, regardless, like the WBA, they have, you know, the regular champion, the super champion, and we all know Canelo and Caleb Plant are the real champions in the division. Um, and, and some would say that David Benavides is the uncrowned, still world champion. Say, three. But Morel, even with that title, Morel showed that he, I, I, Morel can compete with all those guys, I think, from what, what he showed yeah. in, in these fights, man. Like, he, he's shown that, dude, like this guy got the goods. He's someone to keep an eye on. It's a there's a short body of work from him. We do know that super short uh, body of work from him. But you know what? Yeah, he does look to be tough, man. But a 168, my goodness gracious, that's a hard, hard division. And we hope that uh, 168 catches fire uh, like the other divisions have. You know, if Canelo is is what's going to happen here? This, Dude, I heard they haven't even given an offer to Canelo yet. I mean, uh, I heard that Canelo hasn't even given an offer to Caleb Plant yet. Well, he's been on a boat dancing and stuff, man. So, <laughs> well, he just got married, you know, to uh, Miss. Just Fernando. got married. I don't know who Good got job married for Canelo. To. Good job for Canelo, man. He married a dime piece. Good for him. I'd be dancing on a boat too, like that. Is that all it takes? Just marry a quick dime piece and you're good to go? <laughs> Bro, she's a dime piece. Because <laughs> that's what you're going to be. Ask Mike Tyson about marrying a dime piece, homie. He had a dime piece left almost. Yeah, but he wasn't all there during that time. <laughs> it's, it's true, man. They scare me, though, a little bit, doggy. <laughs> they scare you. Just <laughs> a little bit. Because you, you go for the crazy ones, I bet, huh, Marcus? Man, look, maybe because I'm crazy. I don't know. Hey, 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 crazy attracts crazy, bro. <laughs> So then there you go. You got a little crazy in you. That's why you preach abstinence and you're good to go. Huh? Ah, oh, man. <laughs> Beto HDZ, what's up, man? Thank you for the super chat. Everybody, go ahead and give us a round of likes, please. If this is the first time uh, you are tuning in to us, we do this every Monday at 535. This is the Fight Up TV live chat. I am Marcos Villegas. He is Marcus Hayes. Follow us on Instagram at Hey, it's Marcos V at Peacekeeper Boxing and at Fight Hub TV. 
subscribe as well to the channel. Uh, how does the Inoue versus Nonito rematch play out? Let's be real. Marcus, before before I get to you, okay. I didn't see I didn't see Inoue's last fight because that was the same night as I was working the Chavez Jr. fight. So I'm going to defer to you on this. You saw how Inoue looked in that last mm -hmm. fight. So how, how, break it down. How, how does it play out? You know what, man? Um, a tale of two fights, right? The first fight, uh, Inoue was taking control at certain points when he was actually starting off with body work. I think that he showed that, hey, you know what? Maybe he's worked his body arsenal real good. If he works his body, if he works Donaire's body well, uh, he might be on his way to getting another victory, man. But I think the key to beating Donaire this time around is going to be to the body. Because if he trades with that eye socket, if he stands there and trades and gives up those, uh, if he's hooking with the hooker and 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 throwing the right with the with with him or throwing the straights with him, um, he can end up getting caught. But I tell you what, man, he definitely uh, in a way has to do body work, and and Donaire just has to get in and mix it up. He was he scored very well when he got in and mixed it up. And I was cold about the tissues and the lotion. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> good, nice. Tissues and lotion, my guy. That's how you feel about your boy. Okay. Uh, how did the eye look with with Inoue? Uh, you know what, man. I mean, they didn't show it a whole bunch, but I mean, for the most part, it looked like it was all right. You know, I mean, it looked like it looked like it was okay. But is it really ever okay when you don't? He didn't get tapped in it. It didn't. Mm. The dude didn't really land anything of any consequence. So I think the eye is still a question mark, man. It's not over the hump yet, especially when you're talking about going in, potentially fighting Donaire or the winner of that uh, of that fight, man. That's a serious one. D did he was he overly protecting the eye or it's just it no. was him uh, no, offensive? He, dude, he 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 absolutely looked like um, he was wide open. He looked like he wasn't hesitant on any punches. He was calculated. Uh, he chose his shots. He picked high value shots. I mean, you know, he looked he looked like he wasn't thinking about the eye. But again, he barely got hit. He barely even got touched. So how do you know how he was? Yeah, doing? that's what uh, Miguel Miguel is saying that uh, he barely got touched. He barely got hit. Okay, okay, that'd that's be interesting, man. Uh, you know, the thing with Onito, tried and true. His hook, man. His hook has has bailed him out on many occasions, uh, and, and he's shown that he he's still a um, a danger with with that hook, man. Given what he did to a a Bali. Seriously, I mean, he yeah, he hook. definitely he definitely is dangerous. I'm sorry, bro. I'm got a little sweat here, homie. Because <laughs> everybody's giving you the on. heat with those coughing. Uh, no, no, no. I don't have on. my AC. I don't have my AC on. But yeah, the. <laughs> They did back me up with the lotion comments. Can you tell? <laughs> but you know, what I mean, honestly, man, you look at um, that's it. That's an open fight. I think that you know, it just it just kind of matters that who comes to with a changed game plan. And I definitely don't think that Inouye is going to come with the same game plan at all. Mm -mm, no, at no. all. Yeah, the, the usually in rematches they play out completely different than the first fight. Right. And I think that this is no, this will be no different. It'd be interesting to see though, because in always a guy that comes forward and throws punches, he has to throw punches because of the power that he has. And he knows 
the more he touches you, the more he's going to be able to break down his opponent. So I think that leaves a lot of chances for Nonito to touch him with counter punches again. Absolutely. And 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 I think that if Nonito is able to touch you with counter punches, I mean, man, yeah, there's going to be a price to pay to go, for going to the body. But still, he has to go to the body. He can't fight the way that he did before. I think yeah, that no. he's you're, he's you're referring to training. He's You're referring to Inoue, right? Inoue going Absolutely. to the body? In a way, in a way, has to go to Donaire's body. It's the only way that uh, he's going to be able to markedly make a different fight versus uh, Donaire. We know what Donaire's coming to do. It's going to what, what? Try to land him? Try to outbox him? Donaire, what is he gonna do? Donaire's going to try to trade. Donaire's going to try to get in and have, have round 13. You think so? Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. I think that Donaire is going to come straight out and say, hey, let's let's do it again. Hmm. Let's do it again. I thought that toward the end of the fight, what slowed him down was the body work. Hmm. What slowed him down was the body work. Absolutely. That's an interesting point, because you would think that Nonito wouldn't want to trade with someone like Nanoe, given his punching power. And I understand that. But the, when he was successful, when they were trading. Yeah, because you know, trading bring them with counters. Yeah, yeah, because you got to bring ass to whoop ass, man. That's what <laughs> it is, right? I mean, straight up, that's what it is. You got to bring ass to whoop ass. You can't just stand off to the side. He's not mar markedly larger than Donaire is or anything like that. We're talking about guys of the same size. You're gonna have to trade. Uh, hopefully, that happens. I know. Uh, um... Nonito and Casimiro have been going back and forth. I haven't been catching up with all that. Some sort of drama is happening with, I don't even know if the fight's on or off, you know? I, you know what, man? I, it's hard to keep, kind of keep up with it. But I would, and you say what, that they're going back and forth, him and Casimiro yeah. are going back and forth. Look, man, I think that's going to be a great fight, man. Heck yeah, and, it is. Anytime that you get Nonito Donaire fired up, bro, there's going to be hell to pay. But Casimiro likes to trade. He likes to trade. And I think that definitely uh, the the winner the winner of that bout is going to need to take a break. Seriously. Now, the, I, I think Nonito style-wise is a lot more better positioned to win that fight against Casimiro than Casimiro is. Casimiro... Throws very wide, very I think overly aggressive. Has a lot of defensive lapses, and I you know I would bet money on on Nonito to win that fight and win by knockout. Believable, believable. It's gonna be fun while it lasts. Yeah, nope. yeah. It's, Don't it's be surprised be if Donier loses. Says Hurricane Hank. Hey, Hank. nobody's nobody is unbeatable. Somebody said that in the chat earlier, man. And, and then somebody double back and says, Matt Gomez says, no, neither is 37 years old. Um, not gonna read the rest of that because it's not relevant to my conversation. But yes, he he is 37 years old. And you know what? He he hey, Father Time catches up with everybody. And it looked like a couple fights ago that he had hawked Nonito down and somehow Nonito wiggled out of the group, wiggled out of the grass, man, and put together some real good fights. Is Father Time gonna be sitting at ringside? It's gonna be funny to see. Uh he said that he felt that Casimiro's gonna win. Uh Hank, I'm kind of curious as to why you think that uh that Casimiro win. I I I think if Casimiro outworks Nonito, 
I could see a path to victory there where he's the more active guy throwing, throwing. But the thing is, Nonito's a Nonito naturally, as him, is a counterpuncher. If you look right. at Nonito's earlier fights, it's a counterpuncher. Nonito Absolutely. is a counterpuncher. The guy coming forward works for Nonito because Nonito's gonna sit with a high guard mm -hmm. be, and just and pick, pick, you pick the right shot. Pick the and right shot. But Casemiro gonna get slept, says McGill. But when you get older, you know, the thing that you use for countering is reflexes. So, and we know that reflexes are something that goes when you get older, man. I mean, he looks like he's had to rely less on reflexes and more on timing as of late. And always after the big fights, he deserves respect from all boxing fans. Hey, I, I got to know is number two, pound for pound. Like the stuff that this guy does is amazing, man. Like he, he, it's, they need it's to, hard for give me to him, put these dudes there because wait, of wait, they, how small they are. They, they need to give him Rosetta Stone so he could learn English because the moment that kid learns English, his popularity is going to go like tenfold. But he, he has everything that you want from, uh, a boxer puts on exciting Absolutely. fights Absolutely. and knocks the crap out of people. Absolutely. Knocks the crap out of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Sharp is a very decisive and devastating puncher. Uh, his offense is good. He's got just a splat. He's got enough vulnerability to make uh, you want to watch him. He's a really, really exciting guy to watch. And moreover, man, his the, the level of bravery that he shows is admirable, bro. Definitely. Definitely. I think what, he's already three division world champion, I believe, right? Uh, I think he is at is is he at, yeah. so he's at what eighteen? Did he start lower than eighteen? I'm not sure. Let me, I'm gonna go ahead and pull up his um his box rack. I don't know. I don't know how many divisions. I thought it was just. I thought it was two. Naoya uh, Naoya Inoue, junior bantamweight. Wait, light flyweight. Hold on a second. Let's see here. I'll I'll, I'll get three weight. Yeah, three weight world champion. Look at these uh, bantamweight, junior bantamweight, and light flyweight. Uh, he said anyway versus Brandon Figueroa. Ah, uh, Brandon's a little big for him, don't you? Not right, Brand, but Brandon's a weight yeah, class. Brandon's at twenty-two. Up, right? Yeah, Brandon is at twenty-two. And no way, right now is at one eighteen. Yeah, I mean, you jump anyway into twenty-two. Period. That would be interesting, bro. He's Put him small. In. He's five-five. Put him in, put him in with man, and 122 is absolutely no joke, bro. Yeah, yeah. that is a serious division. Fulton if you love and boxing, Figueroa and Neri, Figueroa, Leo, I mean, you've yeah. got, um, you've got, you've got some serious guys there, man. Um, what's my boy from Muskegon, Michigan? Um, Aleem, uh, Rice Aleem, yeah, uh, you've got uh, Victor Pacias. I know he's coming off of a loss. I mean, you've got guys, you've got a lot of talent at 122, bro. A lot, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. With uh, Neary was small for Brandon, and I felt that that was the big reason why he lost that fight. One, um, that and two, uh, the con his conditioning he looked like he gassed <laughs> out in the fight, uh, right. but. That, that, that would be a, a concern I think I would have for that team if he were to move up to 122 because these guys are, are a lot freaking bigger than, than yeah Illinois. a lot they're 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 really big guys but that's what would be exciting about it why yeah. not throw them in Richard there in uh, would beat Brandon Figueroa Brandon Figueroa does get hit a lot and you don't want to get hit by a guy like uh, Inoue. 
definitely he he does get hit, man. But you know, I mean, does does in a way have enough pop to carry? That would be interesting all the way up as far as he could go, man. That'd be interesting to see how hard he can punch. Well, it's it's carried up really well up to this point. But yeah, 122, those guys are cutting from like maybe even like 145. Yeah, I could believe it, bro. Yeah, I mean, maybe even 150. They're yeah. sucking down, bro. So yeah, they're yeah. they're they're cutting some serious weight. All right, you guys. Uh, I think that's gonna go ahead and wrap it up. This is a great live chat. Thank you so much for participating uh, with us and, and being a part with us. Let's get one last round of likes, everybody. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and follow us on social media at Fight of TV. Uh, follow me as well at Hey It's Marcus V, and this is Marcus Hayes. Follow him at Peacekeeper Boxing. Uh, this coming Saturday, there's a fight on Showtime. Uh, I wanted to say Colbert <laughs> because nah. of Stephen Colbert. That's Colbert. Colbert yes. uh, versus uh, who's he? He's not fighting Gamboa still, is he? No, uh, Gamboa is out from. Uh, oh, yeah, Gamboa. yeah. Uh, King Tug. King Tug is fighting him. Right, right. Interesting so, fight, man. Step up fight for the youngster. We'll see what Chris can do. Well, you do Chris, be? Chris Colbert, I think, is the one guy that I think will be on people's pound for pounds list two years from now, three years from now. Like I, I see that much talent in that kid or when I look at him and just immediately like the eye test says like this guy's pound for pound, this guy's going to be pound for pound. He's that yeah, freaking really. good. Mm -hmm. So talented. This guy's freaking good. So uh, that should be a, a, a good fight. King tug. He, his last fight he lost. Who'd he lose to? You know, I don't know, actually. Uh, it wasn't the Gary Russell fight, was it? Uh, you know what? It very well could have been. Um, let's check that real quick. I feel like um, no, no, he he he. he had moved up yeah, already. Right? Breedy, he beat the Cobra Breedy, the guy from uh, I think he's from Barbados, and then uh, yeah, he's fighting uh, Chris Colbert. That last fight that he had was in September against Kobe uh, Breedy, but before that, in February of uh last year he did fight uh gary russell jr and uh, lost a unanimous decision king tug is a olympian um amateur great amateur fighter mm -hmm. uh so that, that that'll be good uh, a good little fight to see I, I just worry about the amount of time that tug had to prepare for colbert uh even though colbert's in the same position he didn't have much time to prepare for uh king tug but he had a training camp um, and, and we don't know if Tug had a training camp or if he's just, you know, coming in this fight, like, yeah, okay, I'll take it. Here's my here's my thing about the about the 126 guys, right? And I'm gonna yeah. be honest with you. At 126, I'm always interested to see what superstar on 126 is just gonna use 126 as like a runway to take off into a new division because nobody seems to want to step to Gary Russell Jr. He's sitting there. No, nah, that's not true. Title. Devin Haney wanted to fight with them, and that didn't that but didn't happen. At twenty, but he's a champ at twenty six. What, what I'm saying is at twenty six, a, a guy that's campaigning at twenty six. I'm interested to see who's going to be the one that steps up and says, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to challenge you for your belt." I'm a, I'm excited. I'm excited about it, man. I want to see which one of you guys is going to come up and say, "Hey, you know what?" Like Hurricane Hank says, "Russell's all talk." And his words, and and go take it away from him. He's he's reigning for a reason, Hank. He got the belt for a reason. 
Well, we have uh, Navarrete uh, as a, the WBO champ. The IBF is vacant. Gary Russell has the WBC. Right. I would <laughs> Check love to this see out, bro. Together. The WBA has three freaking champions at featherweight. What a surprise. Insane, bro. Leo Santa Cruz, uh, Zucan, and Eduardo Ramirez. Oh, jeez. Good old WBA. Oh, Susu said that, Jer that Jojo Diaz beat Russell. Big robbery. Say it ain't so. Don't. You know what? No. 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 Jojo did no. well in the early part of the no. fight, but uh, I think no. the speed of Gary uh, really. Man, is. is you sniffing that Shinola? No. Of course he did not beat Gary Russell Jr. Yeah. He even admitted it afterward. But, you know, it shouts out to Jojo for stepping up and taking that challenge, man, because that was where he gave his OA. Thank you so much for listening to Fight Up TV. If you enjoyed this interview today, leave us a five-star review. It would help us out a lot. Stay up to date with us online as well. Make sure to follow us on our social media at Fight Up TV. Thank you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.